The Planter's Place podcast is brought to you by Osmocote, the planter's plant food. I'm Amy Griesack, a garden writer in Great Falls, Montana, and today I want to talk to you about a few of those lovable little creatures whose only goal in life is to decimate our gardens. I'm referring to groundhogs, rabbits, and ground squirrels. Now, we don't have issues with groundhogs in Montana, thank goodness, but I've certainly had to deal with a fair number of them growing up in Ohio. Groundhogs do not have nice, neat little holes. Their burrows are large enough that they're a danger to horses and cattle. As a matter of fact, where I grew up, the owner plowed the fields with horses, and he was always worried about one of the horses catching a leg in one and seriously injuring itself. They also do serious damage in the gardens. This is why they're called hogs. If your garden is wiped out in a short amount of time and you don't see deer tracks or evidence of deer, it's most likely a groundhog. It doesn't really take more than one to eat everything, although they do really like beans, peas, corn, cucumbers, and squash. I've also seen them in the gardens, the fields at the end of the year eating the pumpkins. Don't think your flowers are immune either because they will hit those if that's what's available. But what can you do about them? Ground squirrels are out mostly during the day, although it's in the very early mornings and then later in the evening. So some do respond to scarecrows or visual deterrents that can keep them away from the area. But for the more tenacious ones, you should really fence off the whole garden. They can climb to some degree, so a chicken wire or a solid fence that doesn't really have the gaps more than an inch should be at least three feet tall to keep them away from your vegetables. You also need to bury it at least a foot deep to discourage them from just digging underneath it because they will do that very, very quickly. Now, another thing you could do is build a raised bed. When you do build a raised bed, if you have the groundhogs that are a problem in the area, put down a wire mesh before you fill it up. So if the groundhogs happen to dig underneath of it, they're just going to run into wire and they're not going to be able to get up any further. Now, when you have the raised bed, the solid sides are definitely helpful and you can put a floating row cover and hoop over the top. A lot of times just the out of sight, out of mind thing will work. But in a worst case scenario, you can also build a really nice cage that can fit nice and neat over a raised bed. Rabbits are definitely another scourge of the garden. My boys and I recently read The Tales of Peter Rabbit, and while you automatically cheer for that poor, scared, albeit very naughty buddy, there's definitely a part where you completely understand where Mr. McGregor is coming from and why he is so after Peter Rabbit. Now, over the years dealing with rabbits, I have not had any luck with traps. They can be hard to bait in, and 90-plus percent of the time, you're going to find a skunk in the trap instead of a rabbit, and that opens up a brand-new set of problems. Haven't had much luck with deterrence, either. I've used the eggs, a a dozen eggs and a gallon of water sprinkled over seems to keep them away for a short amount of time but not very long plus this isn't something you don't want to put raw eggs on your vegetables or anything you're going to eat so that's been tough and other times with cayenne pepper or powder or pepper it just it doesn't seem to do much good in the long run either we thankfully don't have bunnies around our garden because we do have a dog luna the lunatic lab will make short order of anything that ventures into the yard. She may not catch them, but she's going to chase after them. So that's very helpful. Now, along this line, I've also talked to other people who say they don't have rabbits because they have the cats. And I've even talked to some people who wanted to bring in some feral cats just to keep the rabbit population down. 
I'll tell you right now that that is a very bad idea. Feral cats carry a myriad of diseases, and this isn't obviously something that you want using your garden as a litter box then. Plus, feral cats also wreak havoc on the bird population. They will catch rabbits, a lot of them, but they're going to go for those smaller, easier birds that aren't going to put up much of a fight. So it's really not a good idea to perpetuate the problem and bring in these wild cats. Now, like with the groundhogs, fencing is the best option, unfortunately. With rabbits, it should be at least 18 inches tall. 24 inches is even better, particularly if you live in an area that has jackrabbits. They're taller, stronger, and can definitely get over a fence a lot easier. You also need to have it at least six inches in the ground. Burying it deeper is better, but go for at least six inches. If not, a lot of times they can find a spot underneath to squirm under it and even dig a little bit to get to what they want. Now out here, ground squirrels, or what we call gophers, are what drives me absolutely crazy. They are way overpopulated at one of our community gardens and are merciless at cleaning up the newly planted crops. Last year we had a late spring. It was very wet. I was really hoping that they'd all drowned in May, but it didn't seem to be the case because once everybody got planting, it seemed like overnight the ground squirrels came in and just wiped out everything. They are just, they're so bad. Even one of our gardeners, who's an 80-year-old vegan, wanted to be on the kill team. They're just that frustrating. Now, the best way that we found out there to keep them at bay is to raise up the gardens. The only gardens that weren't bothered at this location last year are the elevated beds that were up to wheelchair accessible height. So at least 27 inches and then with the bed on top of it, you're talking over 30 inches. They were up on legs and out of reach and he didn't have any problems with the ground squirrels while everybody else was pulling out their hair. Now, since that's not feasible for everyone, the other gardeners who fared better were the ones who fenced off their plots. A lot used chicken wire that they buried at least six inches once again, because these are great little diggers, and went up at least two feet. The best ones even had tops on top of that because the ground squirrels will climb up and over too. If they can't get underneath something, they will go up and over in no time, particularly if it's something of the brassica family. The ground squirrels seem to target anything of the cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, any of those they went for first. So if you can form a barrier around those, they'll definitely keep them away from there as long as it's good and solid. Once again, like with the rabbits, we tried a lot of the deterrents. First year, gardeners didn't want to use any severe measures, so we tried putting out bubble gum. Now, if you ask me, this is a horrible, horrible death. The theory is the ground squirrels or other rodents will eat the bubble gum. It mucks up the intestinal tract and they die. And I would think die a slow and horrible death, which I think is absolutely awful. But they wanted to try it. They didn't eat it, so nothing came of it. Other gardeners have used cayenne pepper, the black pepper, soap, garlic. Nothing slowed them down. It just seemed to be a condiment to what they were eating. I've also talked to a lot of people who've used flares and the smoke bombs that you can find in a lot of the farm stores but really have not heard talked to anybody who's had any success with them. I'm sure it's a load of fun and it really intrigues me to be able to light something on fire and put it down the hole and watch all the smoke come out. But while it might move the ground squirrels off for a short amount of time, they cover a lot of ground. They're going to be right back as soon as that smoke clears. So that is not, not a very good option. There are also options of different gas bombs that are a poisonous gas, but you have to be licensed for that. Uh, home use is no longer permissible, which is a good thing.
We ultimately opted for a guillotine type trap that is manufactured here in Montana. And very simple, worked wonders, as humane as possible. And so I felt comfortable with that. And we also dil- diligently checked them. You, If you are using traps at all, you don't want to set it and come back in a few days. You want to come back within 12 hours, preferably. So after everybody keeping up after them, it wasn't very long before we were able to gain a handle on the numbers. Now, if you don't feel comfortable with such draconian methods, you can live trap them. They actually live trap fairly easily. You can use oats to bait them in. A lot of times you'll get more than one because they are social creatures and want to see what the other one's eating and go in and get trapped. The problem is what to do with them afterwards. You definitely want to talk to your local fish and game agency to see what the regulations are. In some areas of the country, you're not permitted to relocate them anywhere. So you need to talk with some professionals to find out what you can and cannot do. Now, dealing with groundhogs, ground squirrels, and rabbits is never easy. They are very tenacious when it comes to devouring your garden, but just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. You can try some of these techniques to keep them at bay and see what works for you. And at the very worst, you can go out and buy some stock in a fencing company so at least you can make money on a product you'll probably be using a lot. To learn more from our gardening experts, join the community at plantersplace.com. And be sure to like Osmocote Plant Food on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Planters Place podcast.